0: We checked it out. Nobody had ever created it before. And we're like, wow, we're we're actually on to something here. All 16 units sold out overnight. People just came to the store and bought them and they're gone. I need to get more and I need to go nationwide with it. I remember when I was first going on dates with my girlfriend, I was like, if we get to 10 sales a day. We'll we'll be good. So now we're doing like 450 sales a day. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express
1: delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research, and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart.
2: Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and e-commerce strategist at 12 High. In today's episode, our very first international guest joins us to talk about how he created a product that now generates $3 million in revenue and is pushing to become an Olympic sport. Joining me today is Chris Mead, who is the co-founder and chief revenue officer at CrossNet. Now, To understand CrossNet, think of volleyball meets handball, a quadrant where four individuals battle it out in speedos and bikinis to take the ultimate crown. I mean, how could you not market that? In today's episode, Chris gives us the full rundown of how CrossNet went from being a a 4am idea to generating $3 million in revenue and on the shelves of stores such as Target, Walmart, and Dick's Sporting Goods. He also shares his tips around finding a reliable manufacturer, Facebook advertising that works, and getting the attention of merchandising decision makers. He's got some great tips in there. It's an incredible story, which I think is only just the beginning, and it should inspire anyone with a big idea that they want to bring to life. So, thanks to our partners, Shopify Plus and Klarna, let's dive straight into our chat with CrossNet co-founder, Chris Mead. Chris Mead, welcome
1: down to Cart.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate having on.
1: Pleasure. Joining us from Miami, our first international guest, which is very exciting for us. Now, Chris, okay. I'm I'm gonna have a go at describing your product, right? And tell me if I've got it horribly wrong. That's so <laughs> Crossnet. So Crossnet is essentially a four-way volleyball court. So we're very familiar with volleyball here in Australia. I, I have even played in West End. I, I don't look like anything like the models in your uh, <laughs> on your website. But it's essentially a four-way volleyball court, four players um, going out of head-to-head. And it's almost like a Game of Thrones of volleyball, right? You're trying to get to, to that number one position because that's the point where you score points, um, almost like a handball. We call it handball. Yeah. So a mixture of volleyball and handball. Is that fair?
0: That's more than fair. That's actually perfect. So, yeah, it's a, it's a combination of volleyball and four-square, what we call it here in the States. And uh, you're trying to get to that one square where you can then serve the ball, serve it across, free-for-all, and get points if you stay alive. So the objective Beautiful. is to play to 11, win by two. And you can set it up in the park, in the beach, in the grass, inside, outside, tailgates, everywhere.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So obvious question, how'd you come up with it?
0: <laughs> uh, so we were, it's me, and my brother. So I'm 27. We came up with it. I was 24. And my partners were 22. Uh, I was working a full-time job in New York, just grinding. It was a like nine-to-five. I really was just kind of going through the motions. And we were home one night, and we're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's kind of brainstorm. Let's see if there's something that we can invent." And ESPN was on in the background, and it got to be about like four in the morning, and we wrote down four-way volleyball net, and we googled it, we checked it out. Nobody had ever created it before, and we're like, "Wow, we're we're actually onto something here." And uh, so we got the prototypes the next day. We just, like, went to Walmart, like, rigged two volleyball nets together, like, cut a hole out through the center, had our friends come over, and it was just – it was a blast. That's
1: awesome. Was it one of those 4 a.m. ideas where you go to bed and then you wake up and you go, is that really a good idea?
0: (laughs) No, on the contrary. I think we got up and we were just pumped. Like, we went straight to Walmart and we're like, all right, we got to do this before anybody else thinks about it. So – we had our friends ready, like at back at the house waiting for us when we got the nets. We like tied them up real quick and we just started playing. It was it was so much fun. That's
1: awesome. And then how did you validate that it was a good idea beyond your, was, beyond your group?
0: I mean, the group validated it for us. Like we mm-hmm. sat out there and we played until like for like six hours. We just played and we didn't play because we had a product. We played because it was fun. And I grew up at a farm, like a small farm town in Connecticut. So there was nothing else to do. It was either go back on the couch and watch Netflix or go play this made-up game I made two minutes ago. And we had more fun doing that.
1: That's awesome. And and did you have to – you made up the product, obviously. Did you also have to make up the rules and the game?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we made up the rules. I mean, hell, we we made up the rules for about two years. Like, stuff would happen that we never expected to happen. We'd be like, oh, there's a rule for that. There's a rule for that. So – yeah, we made up our own set of rules. We combined Foursquare and volleyball. We grew up playing basketball; like that was our sport growing up was basketball. So we added game to eleven, win by two, which is like a pickup basketball thing here in the states. So it just was a combination of every single sport we loved, and yeah, that's now we got a rule book.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So talk me through the: you've got an idea, you validate, you've been to Walmart, you've created a prototype, and you go, "All right, we've actually got yeah. to make this thing." <laughs> yes. it having, having a look at your background you've been in uber a couple of other businesses there's no manufacturing or product development from what i can see
0: no not at all and uh i guess it was scary at first fortunately for us we had a partner so our partner mike uh went to school for engineering blueprints cad all the manufacturing that's all him so we partnered with a smart ass guy uh super lucky that he he knows all those skills, so we didn't have to outsource it. Um, even back in the day, I used to have an idea of like, oh, I'd want to make an app. And I was like, oh, I have no idea how I'd make an app. So I guess we kind of got lucky with him being on the team. But definitely it's possible, even if you don't have the skills, to find somebody that does have the skills. So he started getting drafting. We He got the blueprints down. We found a manufacturer overseas uh, just by searching on the Internet. Found a good sporting goods manufacturer. Uh, built up a level of of trust with them before we sent over the documents, and then we waited patiently for the sample.
1: So talk us through that process of finding a sports manufacturer on the internet, which uh, sounds dodgy. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tell tell us about how you um, got to that level of trust with them.
0: It's tough, especially you have that... uh, you have this million-dollar idea in the back of your head. You're sending it out to China, and you're like, oh, I really just hope my product doesn't get stolen. So we, we sent over some like NDA and, and some paperwork. Granted, it's only as good as the protection could really provide for us when we barely have any money to our name. So uh, we found a few that spoke English well, communicated well. We're working on our hours, give or take. And uh, just seemed like we'd have a good conversation and was tr- trustworthy for what we could uh, a few weeks into the business. Uh, so we then sent them over. We said, hey, I know you guys make volleyball nets. Can you make this net? And they're like, of course, we'll we'll try putting it together. Uh, so we only picked like one or two to start with before. Like we didn't blast the idea out to 50 people. We kind of just were very secure with one or two factories to start. And we're still using the same factory to this day wow. that we ended up working with. Yeah, That's
1: brilliant. And is there like a portal that you used in terms of finding um, a manufacturer or is it literally a Google search?
0: Yeah. So we Google search also AliExpress. If you just go like Alibaba, AliExpress, you type in tennis or volleyball net, you find who's selling it and then message them, say, hey, I have an idea and we'll get back to you.
1: Beautiful. All right. So, and how big did you go with that initial order?
0: We went like 50 units. They wanted to do like a thousand, 5,000. We had some people be like, oh, 5,000 minimum. I'm like, I don't even have (laughs) $5,000. Like That's that's (laughs) not going to work. So we, we negotiated, we played hardball, we said, hey, this is a great idea. We promise you it's gonna work. Just if you work with us now, you'll be very happy in the, in the future. Please take a chance on us. We'll pay for everything like in advance, no, no terms or anything like that. We'll give you all your cash up front. Uh, just please only make us 50. Let us sell the 50 and then let us buy back more inventory. So that's what we did. We started with 50, took about a month or so, and then we sold those out and then repurchased 100. And now we're all the way purchasing up to like 25000 at a time.
1: Wow. Because I think that's an important point for people to understand is that you're completely bootstrapped, right? You and your partners started from scratch.
0: 100% with uh, like 15000 bucks or so. So all the cash we had. But if we had took on like 300 pieces of inventory, we would have had no room for marketing or just building the company. So it was really important to negotiate that first uh, inventory order.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you've got your first lot of uh, products, 50 units in from China. Where do you start?
0: <laughs> so we take the first one out, we go to the beach, and we start playing. Uh, you get all the pretty <laughs> girls to come up to you at the beach, you start <laughs> playing, you get a crowd. So we have about 50, 75 people just watching and just staring at the game. People are coming off asking to play. And we'd get there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and we'd play to 5 in the afternoon. And we'd have a little flag that says CrossNet, go to our website, And people would buy, or they'd buy the model that we played with at the beach. They'd get like a discount on it. And what we found out was that people were buying them, bringing them back to their hometowns and setting them up and doing the same thing we were doing, but marketing for us for free. So then we'd see, oh, this town in New York got an order. This place in uh, Pennsylvania got an order. And then we'd see sales come from that actual town. So it just like pyramided down
1: because it is very distinctive right you as soon as you see it you go "Ah, oh, that's that's different
0: exactly so everybody stops everybody watches and everybody wants to be a part of it
1: yeah cool and so you had a website set up um immediately and did you start with a shopify website
0: oh yeah yeah i built a shopify website from scratch had no idea what i was doing but we learned uh, we bought a template we kind of went through the ropes and now i feel like i'm a shopify whiz so just <laughs> learn from there
1: Beautiful. All right. Yeah. So you're up and running. How long did it get get to a point, did it take for you to get to a point where you went, this is viable? Like the, the economies of scale start rolling for us now.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was first going on dates with my girlfriend, I was like, if we get to 10 sales a day. We'll be like we'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good, babe. Like we'll be fine. So now we're doing like 450 sales a day. But like at 10, I was like, all right, like we're legit. Like I don't need to get another job again.
2: Our partners Klarna only recently landed here in Australia, and they are already shaking up the payment space. As the largest global buy now pay later solution, Klarna makes online shopping seamless. In fact, 85% of their users say Klarna is a better shopping experience than other checkouts. This can only lead to more frequent sales and loyal customers, right? As well as this, Klarna offers buyer protection for all purchases and the onboarding and purchase process for your customers is as simple, smooth, safe and friction-free as it gets. If you aren't offering a buy now, pay later option or are paying too much for your current solution, Klarna is definitely worth a look. To find out more, visit Klarna.com.au forward slash business or Reach out to me directly if you'd like an introduction to their team.
1: You talked about that word of mouth and experiential kind of marketing in a loose kind of sense. Did you run any digital advertising as well to support that in the early days?
0: Oh, yeah. We would take the content that we'd get at the beach. I went to school for film, actually, so I'm a film major. So uh, I took a lot of my my film and video. Most of the, the work on the site is actually mine. So I was able to just go to the beach, take out the camera, come home, upload the footage, And we'd run Facebook ads on it. So really easy to just keep it lean. Uh, Most products these days don't need that $10,000 video. You can get it done with that UGC six second clip, 12 second clip and run ads on it. It's going to work the same. Mm. Um, So why put yourself in a hole? So we take that content and then we started getting really good content from like Olympian athletes, like head volleyball players. And even like the contents from the eight year olds playing with their moms in the backyard. That's the content that sells. So over time, we got more content in the Grand Brew.
1: And do you repurpose that content into paid channels, or do you keep that just organic?
0: Oh, no, we, we run the hell out of that. Yeah, so we're, we're spending a lot of money on Facebook these days. Uh, we have, uh, like, a, a cross-it MVP group that we just created where people could share their best content. And then on the email side, we're actually running contests on a weekly basis, like whoever submits the best video that we could use, winner gets 50 bucks to their favorite restaurant or Amazon or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. And tell us about those Facebook ads, which ones, and you talked about a video, did you, would you recommend video Facebook ads over anything else?
0: Yeah. For our product, at least I can't speak for every product, but for our video, it's best when you see the net and you see people interacting and playing with it because if it's just a static shot, people are going to be confused. But if you see the way the ball is going over in different directions, the video works hundred out of a hundred times. So what we did learn though, and it took a, it took about a year, was to break the Facebook videos down by your target demo. So the same video doesn't work for everybody. And what we ended up finding was that the video that performed the best wasn't the one of people getting spiked in the face and having a crazy time. It was what the 45-year-old mom out in Nebraska is going to envision when she goes out to her backyard at 5 in the afternoon. It's her 12-year-old and her 14-year-old playing with the dad. So those type of videos that we would never create, because I don't have that type of family, we got from our – from people who bought those have done the best and we've run those like crazy. Cause that's real life. People want to see what's actually happening in their backyard. I'm looking out at my girlfriend's pool right now. Like I can envision the game being played out there. And that's why the video actually works well.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. And so that's use, generated content. What, what kind of permissions do you need to get to be able to run that in a paid channel?
0: So typically we just have them sign like a, an agreement just saying, Hey, we're going to use this on Facebook, or Instagram, social, wherever you want. Check this box and sign off and we're good to go. And then, uh, yeah, on the flip side, we'll give them like a $50 Amazon gift card, like I said, or whatever monetary value. Most of the time, they're just stoked to grow their own Instagram, a lot of these yeah, people. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, beautiful. And any other digital paid channels apart from Facebook and Instagram that have worked for you? Uh,
0: we do Google, a lot of Google ads, which is good, yeah. Google Shopping. Uh, we, Yeah, we, we play around with Google Shopping a lot. Uh, we're trying to get more into TikTok and Bing as well. We're we're running ads anywhere and everywhere, uh, but lately it's really been Facebook and email marketing is where we're really driving the revenue.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What do you say with TikTok? It's really interesting at the moment, isn't it?
0: It is. Um, I'm not like the one running the TikTok account. I can't be bothered with the the dancing and all that, <laughs> but, but my brother runs that. He's a, another, the founder of our company, so he's he's good on the TikTok. He puts up a nice video and it matches it with like a poppy rap song. And I mean, one of our videos, I think, had like a million and a half views the other day, so... It's going off and it's getting us content. And we have a discount code like in the bio. And I see people interacting like, hey, I just bought the CrossNet, use my TikTok code, and I can't wait for it to come in. So it's clearly working.
1: Yeah, absolutely huge. I love your strategy. You've got a multi channel strategy. So even though you started as a direct to consumer business, right, you're not just a Shopify store. No, we're not. You have a huge distribution network now. Can you tell us about uh, a little bit about your channel strategy and how you set up there?
0: Yeah, of course. So what? right now we sell typically, I would say anywhere from like 85% direct-to-consumer on Shopify. Uh, and the other part of the business is on Amazon and our wholesale relations. So we're in over 300 retail stores. So Shields, Dick's, Target, Walmart, Academy Sports, uh, and about 20 others. So you'll, there's a site map on our website. You can go to all the stores and pick up the box in person, which is an amazing feeling. Uh, and the nice thing about working with them is the consumer doesn't have to pay the high shipping costs. Our, our game costs give or take $20 to ship because it weighs $20. And the consumers, everyone's used to free shipping these days, but we don't offer it because it's not free to us. It costs me $20 to ship it out. So either you can go pick it up locally or you could pay the shipping price if you want the game. So. And that's why we also have Amazon free shipping though, which is nice. But so we have that channel. We started reaching out to the buyers. Uh, What I strongly suggest anybody trying to break into wholesale use LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn has been huge for me uh, building partnerships, getting on the podcast. Uh, But what I did was when I started the company, just as a 24 year old, I added all the buyers at every store I could ever think of. And I'd post about CrossNet at first it was nothing, but now I'm posting a million dollars a month. Like, They're taking notice, so they're aware of my company. So when I do, like, there's two stores that I'm like trying to go after that, for whatever reason, won't write back to me. Mm. They're like the last two stores in America I need to get into, but they're on my LinkedIn, and I just like been adding everybody. So like, Mm -hmm. they're familiar with CrossFit, they're engaging with the stuff. So eventually, I'll get them. But so when I send that message out, it's a much warmer touch, and that's how I was able to land a, a bunch of our retail deals.
1: Yeah, I saw another retailer. In Australia, using a LinkedIn strategy just to target specific companies, employees, and actually creating content like video content. Oh yeah, purely at them, even though they didn't have a one to one relationship with them. It's so um, smart, just to get their attention.
0: Yeah, we, we try to do LinkedIn ads for our own com- our mm. personal business, but the click like the price call per click was like two three dollars. It was just like excessive. So if you're a big retailer and you could uh, use LinkedIn to run ads, go right ahead. It's probably definitely working, but for a small business like us, it wasn't worth it. Yeah,
1: makes sense. So tell us about the first big retailer that you landed and and how that <laughs> came about.
0: Yeah, so. I messaged this guy at Shields, which is a sporting goods store here in America. I think uh, like 35 stores. They have a Ferris wheel. It's a big, big store. And they're in the Midwest. So I'm not from the Midwest. I'm not really familiar with their store. But I kind of just Googled it said, hey, we'd probably be good there. Sent him a cold touch. Got his email off LinkedIn, actually. And I said, hey, man, I think you'd really like this product. Sent him a – we didn't even have videos back then. I had a photo. I sent him a photo. I'm like, hey, I think this would look good in your store. And he wrote back. I don't know why he did. He said, I agree. I'll take 16 of them. So so it was for two stores of the 30. Um, I shipped them out to him. Didn't even like, I think we probably lost money on a deal because I didn't really know wholesale pricing versus retail pricing at the time, factoring and all that. So we probably sold them for less than we even make them for. But I got them in the store and uh, they didn't sell for like a year. Did not move. And then all of a sudden we started getting momentum from the influencers posting from the like the most random people posting and like the company actually getting viral. And he emails me, and says, Chris, I don't know what happened, but all 16 units sold out overnight. People just came to the store and bought them and they're gone. I need to go. I need to get more and I need to go nationwide with it. I said, OK, we're going nationwide. <laughs> so we shipped them nationwide and then within 2 weeks they sold out nationwide wow. and now they just keep they just keep ordering they're ordering like 800 at a time now and it's just a, it's a crazy feeling so that's a, that's a really good partnership for us
1: that's phenomenal well done yeah and so from your point of view did you say that wholesale represent wholesale and amazon represents about 15% for yeah your- give or take. Yeah, give, give or take. It, yeah, yeah. Um, so still relatively low do you see that as the long term play the scale play, or do you see direct to consumer continuing to make up yeah, a of business?
0: So right now, like our profit margin on direct to consumer is just a little bit better than our wholesale. I've made sure like we don't work with stores unless we get like a, a value that I'm pretty happy with. And the stores these days in the in the outdoor game section is kind of boring. So a game like us is actually like mm. pretty attractive for consumers, uh, fortunately. So, um, but right now we're turning down like we're turning down stores, and we don't have the inventory uh because we are just scaling at such a, a crazy rate. So eventually yeah I can see the wholesale business being 30 40% if we really wanted it to be. Uh but right now we have customers ordering that are not getting their order till June because wow. we're yeah we we went from selling before covid we went from selling 70 a day to selling 400 to 500 to 600 a day for the last 3 months now.
1: That's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: it's been crazy.
1: How So let's talk a little bit about COVID, hey? So we're yeah. doing this interview in late April. Um, so I probably won't go to air for, for a few weeks yet. Tell us about the impact on both sales, but also your supply chain. Did it hit you pretty hard?
0: Oh, yeah, super hard. I mean, we, were, we typically prepare like two to three months in advance that we have enough inventory to last us two to three months, give or take a few crazy sales days or a big wholesaler coming in we had one I flew down to Texas for a meeting with a a buyer I was expecting to go into 20 stores she asked me to buy for all 256 stores so like little things like that just like really screw up your supply chain especially when you're manufacturing overseas and there's a 60-day lead time so we've gone from being overstocked for two to three months to now being backordered for a few months but it's a great problem to have but what we've had to do is just we've rush-delivered units. We've literally put the factory that we work with at max capacity, like, here's all our money, take it, just make until we tell you to stop making. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite end, we just had to hire around-the-clock customer service to just make sure everybody's happy. Uh, we're doing our best to provide clear expectations for shipping dates, uh, but not everybody sees every single bit of detail. So there's just around-the-clock customer service that we're doing right now to make sure everybody's happy
1: yeah what kind of mood are you getting from your customers at the moment?
0: So the ones who have purchased the game and have it are stoked like every like five star feedback this game is like saving my like saving my life right now because <laughs> there's, there's there's a family that set it up in the middle of their living room and they put the net in between and you see them hitting it. And it's like I'm almost gonna hit like the vase and the knock off the flowers off the table, but it's the best video ever. So, That's awesome. yeah, so families are having a great time with it. They're, people are going crazy over here, not being able to go outside. So it's nice for them to be able to bond with their family, have a good time, get off the couch, and stop watching Netflix, which is the whole purpose of the game in the first place. But now it's really helping. So we got... I mean, we we got almost 10,000 units out within the last, like, month. So the families that are having it are loving it. Uh, The people who are on this kind of pre order wait list are just patiently waiting. Uh, Fortunately, we're going to be able to have them by summertime. Uh, So it's going to be a great summer for us.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And how, in terms of managing the expectations around supply chain, how do your wholesalers um, respond when you go, look, we're we're trying to push hard, We're, we're kind of pushing to capacity here, but we just don't know. It could be a couple of months yet. How did they respond to
0: that? It's tough. I mean, on one side, they're stoked for us. They're very happy with the success of our product. Um, Every wholesaler we work with has seen our product just fly off their shelf. They can't even stock it long enough. So they understand the demand at this point. Uh, And it's just being transparent. Uh, They want to order 1,000 units. I don't have 1,000 units to give you. I'm 27. I'm working through it. Uh, we're, We're doing our best every day. And they they know this story. I've told them they, they understand who we are. We're not JP Morgan. We're not Morgan Stanley. We're not a, a big bank just with all the financing. We're just people with a great idea. We're trying to keep up. So when you kind of humanize it, they understand, obviously they want the product. Uh, and we're doing our absolute best. So right now I'm taking orders for July and September. So I'm like, Hey guys, if you want your orders, I can get them made. You want to stock them for Q3 and Q4, come prepared and send me your orders a month in advance pre-buy for your stuff. So that's what they're doing now. We have like thousands of orders already like lined up for the fall.
1: That's huge because I suppose, yeah, yeah you're going through both approaching summer and COVID at the same time, which would be peak.
2: The new climate has accelerated nearly a decade of e-commerce evolution into just 90 days. And just as businesses around the world have pivoted to adapt, Shopify have scrapped their normal plans to help solve the problems merchants face today. At Shopify Reunite, Shopify launched a bunch of innovative new solutions to help you keep up and stay informed on the future of commerce. To see them all, watch the recording at shopify.com.au forward slash reunite.
1: One thing that I did notice, uh, in your post, but also on the website is a really strong push now towards community because you have, you've invented a game, you've invented a product. It's a whole new, almost like a new lifestyle for people, right? Yeah. And I can see that you've got some great partnerships with even ball manufacturers and created communities with experts. And you've already talked about volleyball players coming over to give their expertise. How? Where do you see community playing a role for CrossNet?
0: Big time. Uh, I see us creating like, it's a brand new sport. So it's twofold. The net is used to learn volleyball skills. But the sport, if we grow the sport properly, is what's going to keep our company alive for the next 10, 20 years. So we need to build this community of people going out, waking up on a Saturday, and they're pumped to just go to the beach and play CrossNet. So that community, like our, our company lives and dies. I could go make $10 million off the product, but I want the sport to be in the Olympics. I want it to be on ESPN. And that's where the aspect of community is the most important for us. Yeah. So whenever we go back outside, we had events lined up everywhere. Uh, so we're going to have tons of events, tons of tournaments, and we're going to start at young because we have, we're in over 4,000 schools right now. So kids are learning how to play volleyball on a cross net, learning the sport. And then by the time they're in high school and college, they'll be able to attend these tournaments and events. So that's a really cool model to see go full circle.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. And is it that you're trying to bring people over from playing volleyball to play cross net or is it bringing a brand new audience in?
0: I think it's a brand new audience. Cause I grew up not liking volleyball. I hated volleyball. I went to school like in middle school and gym class we would have the volleyball set up. It would be 10 people versus 10 people. And I touched the ball twice in 45 minutes. And I'd be like, mm. can we just get the basketball? So now I'm, I know there are millions of kids out there who have experienced the same thing that me and my friends did. We would have loved volleyball if we would have touched the ball more, but we just mm. weren't put in a position to do that. So now you have this four-way net. You're spiking it every three seconds. You're, you're working on hand-eye coordination. Everyone's having a good time. And, it, and it's kind of a you have that solo like you're only worried about yourself're you're, you're working on your skills so definitely turn over from volleyball to cross net people who like volleyball could like cross net but there's a huge open like demographic there for potential users that aren't even into volleyball yeah and
1: so I think that's a really good overview you've given us you've given us the the you've actually created something that is Purely brand new, not in terms of just a product, but in terms of a game, a lifestyle. It's just total recreation, right? You've created right. and talked about scaling and manufacturing and advertising and community and building that up. Where are you at right now in terms of numbers?
0: Yeah, so right now, this month, we are at almost $1.5 for the month. Um, completely self-funded, own 100% of the company with our founders, no debt, uh, just the three of us. Uh, this year we're almost at I think we're probably at three mil maybe a little bit over three mil last year we were at 2.5 for the whole year and so we're only a few months in we're already past 2019 and it happened quick 2018 we were at 80k for the whole year we only did 80 grand so I think this year we could probably hit 10 mil Uh, we have new products coming out sports only getting bigger it's just it's snowballing. People are going out and playing and their friends are buying it. So it's really cool. It's really it's really fun right now.
2: That's really
1: exciting when, you, when you've when you got that level of growth, but you're also seeing all the opportunity that's ahead of you.
0: Oh, yeah. There's so much stuff we haven't done. Like SMS marketing, we, we've got like six sales from SMS marketing. Like there's so much stuff we could do, like just flip a few switches if we have the time. So when we yeah. find the time and like get the right partners, it's going to be real cool.
1: Awesome. So you said, it sounds like like the dream journey, right? Is that this idea has come up at 4am with your mates and you've kind of gone in and you've started low. It's been completely self-funded and all of a sudden you're at 3 million. I'm sure it hasn't been that smooth. No. (laughs) Tell us about (laughs) some times where it's gone wrong and some things that you would do over.
0: Yeah. So right now it's like smooth. Like we're all real happy. Like there's some stuff that happens, but right now it was good. But Take us back two years ago, we didn't pay ourselves out for two years. We didn't get paid a single dollar. We see tons of money in the bank account, and we just have to keep investing in inventory and never pay ourselves. So going back, I'd uh, hopefully we would have been able to pull some money to survive and live a little bit better. We were all working freelancers we got jobs to just try to make ends meet. So if we were to be able to pull some cash out of the business, maybe we'd been even more focused and help our growth even much better now. Some other areas that we kind of screwed up on. Email marketing. It took us three years for us to like actually sit down and be like, "Yeah, we can make a lot of money here. We need to take this seriously." Just since January 2020, we started with three thousand dollars a month on email marketing. That's all we were making was three grand. This month alone, we've made over two hundred grand in email marketing in just four months. That progression has been that quick. So, if we would have captured emails for the last three years. I don't know what type of gold mine we would have been sitting on. So emails and phone numbers, collecting and building your your list quicker, huge mistake.
1: Is there any trick to building that list quicker?
0: I think just by having more compelling pop ups and more compelling offers and A/B testing the hell out of it. Does it pop up at three seconds? Does it pop up at five, seven at close, and making sure that it's a it's smooth navigation for the customers where it's a it's a fine balance between is this annoying or is this providing value? Yeah. And also, yeah, so that's it for us.
1: It's just something we keep hearing over and over, right, and, and seeing is that pop-ups work as much as we hate them as customers. Yep. And even as retailers, I think we're just so cautious about them because we're just worried about pissing people off. Of course. They work. They yeah, work.
0: They work. And like I was just buying something the other day and I literally hovered over the website just to try to find the pop-up so I'd save my money. <laughs> so like, as much as they're annoying, people are expecting them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chris, that's awesome. Um, we really appreciate your time. and such an amazing story for our listeners. If we have listeners that are at the early stages that have an idea in their head, 4am idea... What advice would you give them?
0: Just get started. Otherwise, somebody else is going to do it. And you are going to be really sad in a few years if you don't do it. And you got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Start small. Stay frugal. Every dollar counts, regardless if it's your business dollar or your dollar. It's still $1. Like, make sure every dollar you spend wisely. Beautiful. Well
1: put. Chris Mead, thank you very much. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you?
0: You could find me on LinkedIn at Chris Mead. Uh, send me an email, Chris at chris.crossnetgame.com. If you want to buy the game, crossnetgame.com.
2: Lovely. Thank you very much. What a bloody amazing story. Did you catch the bit in there where Chris mentioned that he wanted to make CrossNet an Olympic sport? I thought that was the moment where he genuinely lit up about what he was doing. It wasn't about getting to 10 or $100 million in revenue. It was about making this thing an Olympic sport. How many retailers can have goals like that? Just phenomenal. That, I believe, is the beauty with what Chris and his team are building. They've created a total blue ocean strategy here. They've built on volleyball and handball concepts that people are familiar with, but in bringing the two games together, they've effectively canceled out the downsides of each. And sure, the product can be copied, But their recent investment in building the brand, registering trademarks, and building a community that cares shows that this isn't just a product, it is a movement. Their job is now building the sport, not the product. It's an interesting question to ask ourselves. Are we creating just another choice where we need to compete with other people, or are we creating something unique? If it was up to me, I'd always go for 10 times, not 10% growth. We're going to have all the links available in the show notes, and I can highly recommend following Chris on LinkedIn if you want to keep up with the story. But he also just shares lots of honest founder stories and questions. It's really refreshing to keep track of. If you want to keep up to date with Add to Cart, head over to addtocart.com.au and sign up for our newsletter. We'll alert you when new episodes are available and give you the summarized versions when you can't listen straight away. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep adding to cart.